Hi, my name is Bill Sullivan. I'm the founder of a company called C4C. C4C Inc. is a coupons for cannabis mobile app and coupons for C stores, which works in the CBD, HHC. Pretty much everything you'd find in the convenience store, bodega, smoke shop, pharmacy or grocery as it's relevant to cannabis. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, and I hope it's a good audio, good everything. Move into a new place, y'all, so you bear with me. Majority of you are listeners, so hopefully it will be all a blessing to you. I have Sir Bill Sullivan. He is knighted in the cannabis world for coupons, and we met at the Vegas Expo. You guys might you know, remember when I was telling you guys we're going to the Vegas Expo, Anybody want to white label some stuff, hit me up, let me know. Some of you did. Some of you called me after, of course. That's the way it goes. But Bill is going to give us the game on his coupons for cannabis. Yes, folks, coupons for cannabis. I want all you guys who are thinking, you know, you think in the left field, don't go too left. This is all legal. So stay right and get the game. But Bill, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Kellen, I'm doing great. Thank you for having us. I really appreciate the time. Well, I appreciate you. And let me tell everybody, more than just your story, you are like a nice person. That is not easy to find somebody, you know, there's a lot of us out there, but we're just sometimes harder to find. So I, I thank you for that. So to the, the nice person comment, my father raised me with a mantra, there but for the grace of God goes I. It's not proper English, but it teaches you respect everybody because situations change yes and i love that you guys especially you women listening out there especially you ladies you say i can't find a guy he just said his father taught him so you can't do it by yourself at least not easily you know yeah. so um i thank you for that but give us the game on what you're doing how is this you know is this something that just became legal or because cannabis is still you know you know, throughout the country, laws are changing weekly, if not daily. When did this become legal to have coupons for cannabis and to be able to do it the way you're doing it? So everything is about how you contact and work with people, the interaction, right? So any type of SMS or text or unsolicited communication is not going to be legal. Uh, we are a mobile app. We speak specifically to the consumer at the time of decision for what they want, when they want, and where they want in a non-invasive format. We deliver coupons through the mobile app. We're POS agnostic, simple point of sale, meaning we work across all platforms and we don't require integration. We deliver the coupons, people are able to get their savings. We're now very proud to announce we've just completed an agreement that will put us in over 184,000 locations throughout the United States between HHC, THC, CBD, and all of the other ancillary products that come out of it. Congrats. That's, that's big. That's major. What even made you think to go this route, coupons, and then, you know, what were the first steps for those who say, wow, that's a great idea. I want to like partner or pitch something to Bill, but let them know where your first steps were because I'm sure no, nobody came and said, hey, Bill, here, 
here's your this great idea. So I got diagnosed with cancer and went from stage two to stage four in 30 days. Um, with the cancer, we understand the flower, the benefits. I went out and I, I went to a legal dispensary to purchase some marijuana, some flowers, some shatter, some wax, whatever you want to do to do that. And I was just in price shock. I mean, the first time you walk into a legal dispensary and you see, you know, $40, $50 for an eighth, you know, you don't understand the quality. You don't understand what you're going. So you run to the plug in the corner and you pull it for 25 bucks. And it dawned on me that there has to be a standard of product. There has to be quality and there has to be accessibility. So that's kind of how the entire idea morphed into what it is today. Um, nobody came running to me and said, here's money. So I pretty much sold everything I had to make it happen. And where are you now with your, your, your cancer? My mother uh, had that and she fought it for years. They said, oh, you're going to, you know, be out of here. She fought that for, you know, almost half a century. So doctors are doing their best guessing. But where are you at right now with your health? Uh, I'm in remission to the best of my knowledge. I'm okay. about due for my six month blood work. But uh, it's a battle like anything, you know. Once you have it, it never goes away. Yeah, well, thank, great- thank God for that, man. Bless you in Jesus Christ's name. Let that healing let you be here for many moons, if not, you know, a whole nother century. Because you guys know he's only like 15 years old, right? So, you know. It, I'm yeah. 54 and I feel like I'm dying. But I'll tell you the greatest part about facing cancer at first and not being afraid of it. I met a lot of nurses. That's good. Did you marry any of them or are you already no, married? No, no. I said I met. That's it. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, this was out of a real need where a lot of people think, oh, folks just want to get high like they are 15, right? And, yep. it, and now we're even finding 15-year-olds instead of putting them on the ADH medicine, the, the, the cannabis, even if it's the edible, um, might smooth them out. It's better than the lithium that I had to give kids who were like five years old at the uh, Sisters of Providence in Massachusetts back in the day. You know, five-year-old that, on lithium. It, that, that makes no sense. You know, and you, and you look at it, and a lot of it has got to do with the, di- the diet. I was just reading an article about red number five or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's a food dye that they put in. It's illegal in all other countries, but it causes ADHD in kids. Yeah. Why are we doing this to our children? I guess to keep medicine flowing and going strong and the pharmaceuticals and all the great lobbyists is my only best guess. You guys, I don't know. I don't claim to be one of those podcasts that have all the answers at all. We just talk what the facts are. The facts are kids are overmedicated. And a lot of that is it's just they're not able to play outside. And it's because of the laws. Those have changed where when you and I, we could play out all day and now you'll have someone call CPS on somebody saying kids are playing at the park. I've had that job. I'm not telling you guys what I guess. I'm telling you what I know. And it's ridiculous. Um, Some of the cases, I'd say about 90% of them, if not, maybe a little more. But with the coupons, what have you, you know, when you say you want to do this, was it creating the app first? Um, did you go after any angels or venture capital or any grants for small business in that field? 
so I don't have the background for grants, meaning I don't know how to do that. Um, I did, I worked in Silicon Valley for 25, 30 years and had a bunch of exits. Um, also had two divorces, so not much money left over. Um, in each case, to come up with the idea was great. To go and talk to people with the idea was great. To get anybody to put money into it was impossible. It's one of the commitments we offer from C4C as a partnership and to get back into the community. And it's from a social equity into the military. You know, we're giving back money. When we make it, we share it. Um, but in my case, nobody stepped up. Nobody stepped up and said, hey, let's do it. Um, I have one partner, Neil, that came in early um, for a minimal amount. And I matched that. And we started the rope. One of the hardest things to do is when you go out there and you price shop to have somebody build your mobile app, you're trusting them with essentially your child, right? Mm -hmm. And if they don't care like you do, then they will deliver a crappy product. And I paid three times for a crappy product before I got a good one. There's a lot of things people don't understand, but the biggest one is nobody cares about your money more than you do. And nobody's going to put more money into it than you do. So I was forced to crack open every one of my 401ks. I was forced to sell every nice car I had. I was forced to sell every bit of jewelry I had. And uh, still barely made. Tell the people, you know, you worked in tech. So you knew a lot of friends. You knew what to ask. What are one of the things that you might have said, I should have done and structured the deal like this? Because now every app developer, everybody who knows anything about, you know, anything about what Web3 is going to be, even if they just know how to say it, they're selling people and saying, hey, I can create this app. And I, let me give you a short story. I had a, a, a couple companies. I want to do it like an Uber Lyft type app in another country. And everyone's like, oh, I can do that for 25000 I said, but what about the monitoring? And they're like, oh, no, it won't need to be updated. I'm like, I don't think that's how Uber and Lyft do their thing. I, I'm not like, I don't know everything, but you're not going to be the company for us because the way you're talking. So what are some of the things you should have asked or the way you should have structured the deal with your developers? First thing and the most important thing is to bring on a real project manager, someone who actually knows how to set minimum thresholds we're going to get to this point this point and this point secondly is to take people that you know in business and really vet them because people you trusted when you were a salesperson or you were a manager or whatever and now they're working on their own a lot of them are in it just to take your money it is you literally have to put it if if you expect somebody else to work for you and help you build something and they're going to put in 30 hours, be prepared to put in 90 behind it. Looking at that code, testing it out, making sure that they, you know, you've got a, a flow chart that properly explains how you want things to, you know, how you want things to go. So the if-then statements, you know, if customer comes in and enters information, searches for flower, make sure that the, the flowers, you know, submissions they receive through the app are going to be relevant to, you know, an Indica, a Sativa, a hybrid. You want to be able to say, 
And if they're looking at that, make sure they also look at a glass product, you know, because they're going to need something to smoke it with. And if they're not going to smoke it, is it going to be an edible? And if it's going to be an edible, how is it going to happen? If it's going to be a shroom product, there's so many different factors that you have to look into and don't expect your developer to do it because to them, it's a $25,000 job. And then when they get to 25 and they tell you you have to pay them another 25 and then you got to pay them another 25 and suddenly that 25 becomes 250, you got some serious issues. There's a difference. There's a difference between offshore and onshore development. I can't even begin to explain the benefit of having somebody close to you that you can go and talk to when you're developing something and how language barriers can really differentiate between a quality product and a not quality product. Just, just think about somebody in, I don't know, let's say the Philippines doing your development. Let's say it's an Indian Bangalore. English is not a first language for them. They're using some type of translation service. Just the, the verbiage will be a difficult mountain for you to pass. These are just certain things you got to look for. And let me let me go somewhere deeper. Uh, and and, and with just a side note, um, I'm saying this, not Bill. This is why when people say in you know Silicon Valley, oh, why do things look so white? Why are things like everything you know from Harvard or Boston? You know, you're doing business with people you know and that you can relate with half the time. It's not till you really try to explore and you you want to find what a diverse team you want to find some women who drive trucks for your trucking business. Like you have to really you know, and when you're building something, you're not necessarily thinking that you're trying to just find good people so no matter what they look like that's why it's not rocket science and and this is diversified game where i love to talk about diversity but we have to talk about it and not just have it be like some classroom where somebody who might be a minority whether they're a woman wherever they're from and then they're just talking at you and it's nothing practical i just had to throw that out there because it, it, it I, I lived in seattle and i said this is bs <laughs> I live in Lubbock. This is BS. And it's the same BS of what we think diversity and working with teams. And it's like, that's a real thing. You might say something to someone in the Philippines that might get you canceled here in America in reverse. So I just want to throw that, that out there. Now you have the company now, but from my research, I don't even, I think you built a, you know, you have a team and are you even your own CEO? Don't you have a CEO now that you've made someone a CEO? Talk about how you, that relationship came together. So let me take a step back. You just mentioned Harvard and Yale and a bunch of the, you know, quote unquote propeller heads, as I put it, you know. <laughs> I, I have a high school degree. I never went to college. Well, I did actually. I think I went for a semester and I don't think I really participated. Um. There's a lot of benefit to education, but there's also a lot of entitlement. And just because you have a degree doesn't mean you're qualified. Just because you have a degree doesn't mean you actually did the work. Just because you're some white guy doesn't mean you're smarter than a black guy. People are people. And you can find an incredible team. And my team is diverse. Every day I'd like it to be more diverse. And this is not from a politically correct standpoint. It's because different people, different cultures, different races, different orientations, whatever it is, bring different ideas. And 
put that all together, you can build something incredible. Um, from the standpoint of me, yeah, I, I'm not the guy that runs a business. I'm the guy that comes up with an idea, struggles and finds a way to, to pay for it. Okay. And then at some point you've got to hand it off to somebody else that knows how to run the day-to-day government taxes, payroll, um, HR, everything. Right. And very blessed to have Sasan who joined us to do that for us. Um, he runs the day-to-day operations. Uh, when I have to deal with him, when he has to deal with investors, he'll ask me to meet him face to face. But when it comes down to the finite terms and everything else, that's what he's done for 30 years. That's why he's in the title he's in, why I'm an evangelist, why I've, you know, I get in my car and, you know, Bill, we need you to meet somebody in LA and I'll drive to LA from Las Vegas or I'll drive to Arizona or I'll drive to Seattle. And not Seattle. I've actually driven to San Francisco, but you understand my point. Mm-hmm. You know, you get on a plane, you do whatever you have to do to make your business successful. Um, the recent agreement that we just executed for 184,000 storefronts, it was seven months in the making. And it was just a by chance, in, you know, introduction or meeting like we had, you know, you and I just met at that trade show and everything seemed to click. Um, that. That's awesome. How someone's asking, I can hear them. How did you find that person? What website was it Tinder for business or was it, you know, plenty of fish for business? They want to know, how do you find these people? You know, usually it's through somebody, you know, you there's, if you're a major institution and you've got backing by, you know, Silicon bank or, you know, any of the multiple hedge funds, right? They usually come in, they put a bunch of money in with you and they install their own management team. Um, I kind of skipped everybody putting a bunch of money in me and I just went straight to, okay, spend all of my money, run around with my pockets empty, which is really great when you try to meet a beautiful woman at an airport and you're like, can I buy you a beer? And then you got to look at your Venmo account to make sure you have enough to cover. But um the reality is um, I got lucky and a lot of teams aren't lucky, but a lot of teams are really, really smart. And they can do it on their own. They just have to miss the minefields on the way. Wow. Wow. Okay. So there's no, there's no cookie cutter AI Google Nest Siri. Can't tell you, find me a CEO. You just got to put in the, the footwork with the footwork are you having to go store to store to get these coupons or is there a way for you to be able to grab this? So, cause somebody in Michigan will say, well, is my store there? Or someone here in Florida is my store there for my, my edibles, you know, like how, how does that work? So my email is bill B I L L at C four C Inc.com. You have a product you want to put on a shelf and you want to run it with me. Reach out to me directly. Go to my website, Coupons for Cannabis. Okay? Couponsforcannabis.com. Go to the website. Sign up as a, uh, a manufacturer, and I'll get my team to reach out to you. But bottom line is quality products, we can bring them in. We don't get in between the store and the manufacturer. We let them work together. Okay? The only thing we require is that they utilize us for coupons. What does this mean? This means that I will... If you have a quality product you can handle, 
you know, volume. You have to understand it. 5,800 smoke shops in Florida, 36,000 liquor stores in the 12 states in the Northeast alone, right? If you're going to come to me with a CBD or over-the-counter, quote-unquote, legal flower product, um, you've got to be able to handle that, be able to, you know, supply that that store. Because if you do a cookie or if you do a, a vape pen or if you do um, a gummy, if that product goes off the shelf and it's incredible, and in a month or in a week or two weeks, I sell out your product, you got to be able to restock it right away. Otherwise, it does no good for either one of us. Let me Let me... Just make it clear, because I, I, I sometimes I can hear like the audience. I get to know the audience and I can hear them. So I could see somebody saying, well, you know what? I got a product, but I haven't been able to get it in the stores. Let me use Bill as my distribution. And if he takes it, then I can, you know, spread out. Is that something that you're open to and that you do? My email is bill at c4cinc.com. That's numeric four, by the way. So it's C is in Charlie. Four is in the numeric four. C is in Charlie. I is in India. N as in, I hate the, I screw this military up on the N all the time. Um, N is in Nathan, I think. And then C is in charlie.com. Send me your product. Send me your specs. Send, send me an invite for a meeting and I'll talk to you about it. Because I know as a small guy that has been very, very lucky. And this is not skill. This is luck. The right time, the right place to meet the people. I know how hard it is. We'll talk. We'll work it out. If you can supply, if you can manufacture, if you do not have any issues, and I'm, I'll play with you. I go to Champs Trade Shows. I go to MJ VizCon. I go to MJ Unpacked. Um, and I tell people all the time, I'm not going to take your card. I'll give you mine. And then it's amazing how many people don't call me. I'm like, this is really what I what I love to do. Selling is is easy. And by the way, I make money from it. So it's not like I'm and and, and it's the flat. I'm going to charge you the coupon rate. You're going to use my coupons to sell your product. I'm going to make money. You're going to make money. All boats float. That's the way you have to do things in life. Definitely, definitely. And making money is a great thing. Um, Scripture say, uh, money answers all things. But with that money, you know, givers, givers keep on getting. What is a community give back? Um, and coupons is one heck of a give back. So you, you mentioned that. But what's a community give back um, that you've done or maybe one that you'd like to do in the future? So when I make this statement, it's going to sound can't, but it's not. All right. My statement earlier, I said all boats float. I would like to take every person that sits up there and says, I can't, I don't have the connections. I don't have the ability. I don't know where I'm too small or whatever. And if they truly have a great product, I'd love to be able to help them do and be more successful. And when you turn around and say that there's many ways you can make people successful, network, finances, uh, partnership. I mean, it just grows. It's amazing what you can do is if, you know, if part of my plan, and it comes directly out of my pocket, okay, it doesn't come out of the company. And I own the 
the, major, the majority of my company, just to make it clear. I give back five to 10%, depending on what the opportunity is, out of every dollar I make. Now, 10 cents doesn't sound like a lot, but 10 cents times a million customers, that's 10 grand. Tenths or 100 grand, one or the other, I can't do math anymore. But think about how that changes somebody's world when you can come in and say, I want to build a manufacturing facility and I want to build a full spectrum nano THC product to combat cancer. And I'm going to need a machine to build a pill that'll be a suppository or one that's an oral or whatever. And you're looking at 50 to 100,000. Well, I would become your partner. I would help you build the product. I would then help you distribute the product. And then we both would benefit from the revenue. How, how far do you think we are from you being on like a Shark Tank? I know Shark Tank hasn't done a cannabis uh, thing, so maybe you have to call it coupons for a CBD, right? But how far do you think? I know Kevin Harrington, um, which the shark you guys don't see a lot since the, like the first episodes, he's in um, a cannabis deal. He's at least on a board. But how far do you think it is till you know, you can actually maybe get on a platform like that if interested? It's not relevant to me anymore. It was a year ago. Um, with the recent agreement we have completed, um, to make it as simple as possible, if I make a dollar a day per store at 184,000 stores, I don't need a shark tank. I'm the guy that's helping everybody now. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're, you're doing good. Then, So the, the, on top of that, how far are you from creating a course, making a book, or even if it's just a YouTube um, to, you know, give all this wisdom? For all the intellectuals, I'm not a smart guy. I'm a simple guy. I'm the guy that, you know, at 18, when I decided that he couldn't go to college or wouldn't go to college or whatever the story, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. Um, when I accepted that, I decided, you know, I got to do, find something to do. So I saw a guy cutting trees. We had a nice storm in upstate New York and I started cutting trees and I made $500 in a day. And all I had was a chainsaw that I bought for a hundred bucks. I'm like, fuck, if I could do this, I'll keep growing. Until I realized one day at 25, um, I was very tired every day. Because climbing trees and cutting trees and whatever was exhausting work. So I said I had to find something else. And, you know, that evolution brought me to where I am today. Um, but writing a book about it, nah, smart people do that. I'm just simple. Well, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you because you could talk your book into audio, have someone do it. And a lot of authors are doing that. But we need the people who feel like they're not, you know, there's some people who are just literally floating on air, especially on like the Instagrams and they have every answer. They're certified in every type of thing. And, and they've never actually done anything. At all. And, and they're really not certified, but that's what they tell us, you know. Because I, I hear people, oh, and I used to drive a truck. Oh, really? Okay, well, let's get on this, this this one right here. And they're like, wait, wait, what's this foot thing? My truck was automated. No, it wasn't. You're lying. Um, you know, so. so. So hold on, hold on. Let me go back. I got, I, I still have my saddle. 
I don't have my spikes anymore. I, I know how to try or still make a repelling knot. I can still go up a hundred feet in the air and I'll still be scared to death because I have an extreme fear of heights, but that's what I had to do to feed myself at the time. You know, um, it's a lot better to help people to be in that position. I mean, people recognize me when I, I walk through a trade show now, but it's mainly because my dog was always with me. And, you know, people are at the last champs trade show, they were like, Hey, where's your dog? And I'm like, Fuck. everybody knows my dog's name. Nobody knows mine, but surprisingly they knew me. Um, you can write a book and you can reach all the people that buy your book. Or you can just make yourself accessible to everybody and help everybody float. The whole boats float thing. Um, I'm not that guy. I swear I'm not. I don't want to write a book. I don't want to tell people. Because what's right today is probably going to be wrong tomorrow. We're going to be overdone. I'm going to tell you that, you know, the most, the biggest key to success is your network. You know, if you hang around with people that want to get drunk and sleep all day, then that's exactly what you're going to do. If you're going to hang around with people to get up at five o'clock in the morning, go for a run, do something healthy for themselves, get a breakfast that's all protein, low carb, you know, stuff like that. Then they go to work and all they do is bitch and moan. That's exactly where you're going to be. Or if you're going to get up every day, and surround yourself with people that want to build something, make something. And by the way, not to build it and make it so you can turn to the guy next door and say, oh, look at me, I did this. But you build it for the right reasons. Those are the people you want to hang out with. And in my network, I made mistakes. People I trusted, thought were family, stole from me left and right. Stole from me while I was going through chemotherapy. You got to be low. <laughs> take from. yeah yeah to be and this <sighs> and this almost died on the vine because of that i had i mean i would love to share the names of some scumbag companies i used except there's a liability thing there i can't but you know my ceo sasan and i and i love this story i tell it all the time we fight like two kids on the playground because I want it one way. He wants it another way. And we got to make that work together so we can go forward. Right. And it's that key to everything. It's, you know, being able to, to fight and still work together. Man, I, I tell people business is like uh, marriage, like relationships, like a lot of things. And that's, that's the whole key. How do you fight and keep on moving together? without killing the next person, right? Because that, <laughs> it always flashes to your mind. Hey, we got out of here. Death do us part. But no, this mm -hmm. isn't the movies, y'all. Don't do that. You, you'll end up in a place, look at Lock Up Raw. You don't want to be the guy with the tattoos on his face talking about you got jelly. Hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. I've got a lot of tattoos, you know, and this is in, in the last year. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm thinking about going all the way up to the next. <laughs> You're addicted. It, it's tattoos for me are a way to deal with all of the pain in life. It sits as a masochism thing. I don't know what it is, but you forget when they're tattooing you because it hurts like all the cheeks. And I don't care who you are. Um, 
there's there's people that are that are hurt out in the world and they deal with it differently whether it's alcohol or tattoos or screaming by themselves and you got to look past all that to find out who they are yeah and before you guys try to copy bill you know what i do to get that because that needle is addictive what i do I say, you know what? When I go to the dentist and I eat all the crap, especially the candy. Remember when it used to be like, you know, five, 10 cents for some lemon heads? I then tell the dentist, because I, I'm going through this, no Novocaine. Do it wrong. Root canal, don't know. Give it to me raw. You do, you do root dentist, canal without Novocaine? Yeah, because I had to tell Much myself. It's it's right. I cry like a girl with the, with the, with the toothache. And, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just yeah. I just cry. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. No, no, became no, 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 no. Because I, I, it was my fault. And even before this, like my my teeth, I've had braces, retainers. Now I got these dang Invisaligns free commercial. I take out so I'm not slurring. Like um, I want to say something that would totally be offensive, <laughs> <laughs> but you get it. <laughs> and Bill, I tell my kids that I say, "Hey, don't don't text me. I'm not no 13 year old girl." And they're like, "What does that mean?" And I'm like, "I I, I tell everybody that. <laughs> not no, that don't you know, text. I don't text." It, it it's sad in society today. So and I call it snowflakes. So many people are so offended. I'm 54. When I was 18 and I was depressed, somebody slapped me in the back of the head. Said, "Stop being a little candy ass. Get going." And that's what you had to do. If you had financial problems, guess what? Get a second job. If you had, you know, if you got a girl pregnant, guess what? You're a dad. Step up. You know what I mean? Yeah. If she wanted to take, and, and I went through, I went through hell in child support. I'll tell you a story. This is funny. There was a woman in child support court who hated me. My ex was not a good person. And I don't want to go into details, but everything bad that you can think she's done. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was arrested for domestic violence. Number two, the expensive one against me. And yet I went into court and I, because I was male. I was just treated like garbage. Just. And I finally got 100% custody of my daughter. And I had it seventh grade the end of seventh grade, all the way through her senior year of high school. And then she went back to her mother and it cost me six figures for six months. Um, the child support worker was so mean to me that in that period when I had custody of my daughter, um, I turned around and I said, Something to the extent of, and this is going back to married with children. I said, you're not a size four. You're strangling your toes. And she just looked at me and it was odd. And all I have to say is it was worth that money to stand up for myself. And I had to pay it. But, you know, people, people today, and it's so sad that we have to be so PC have to understand. I don't. I don't want to believe there's ugliness in the world. I don't want to believe there's racism. I don't want to believe that people hate people based on color 
or orientation or whatever. And sometimes that happens. I'm not going to deny it. But I'm going to tell you the most, most of the time, you know, there are a lot of good people out there, you know, that just want everybody to win. I'm just one of those guys. I don't want to. My sister is African, African-American and Vietnamese. People see us together, they would ask, um, how is that possible? I go, what do you mean? She's my sister and I leave it there. Nobody deserves an explanation. If you're family, you're family. And I try to bring that into my business world. I don't choose people based on orientation, by color, by whatever. Just good people. That's all I want to deal with. And if you're bad people, I don't want to make you any money. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. That's 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 why. Okay, if not the book, the YouTube work. Do a minute a day because there are so many people who don't have wisdom. They don't have good people around them, and sometimes, like the kids are telling me, I can only connect with what I see online because there's no one around. And for those who I can hear it, someone say, "Oh." He's talking about the, the women in court. It's not fair that when you go to court as a man, you're sometimes, and a lot of times I've sat in court with, you know, again, doing my job back in the day. And the men have to pay for the court fees after. And you're like, why do you gotta, why do you have to pay for the court fees? And they wrap it up as a money thing, but I've seen it across the board. And so that, you know, that's a real thing. It's a real problem here in this country. One of the reasons families are dying because men are saying, hey, get married for what? I go overseas and, <laughs> and have a you know, whole family and, and, you know, not bring them here um, or just not have a family. But that's a real issue. You guys, I promise you, I'm going to bother Bill off air about doing something where he can give you more wisdom. I call it being everybody's daddy online because they don't they don't have one. They didn't, you know, not everyone is blessed, but you can tell the men a lot of times who did not have uh, a father or even a male around because they act like women. And I meant that I can't be canceled because I'm not looking for your guys' approval. Um, life is good here in South Florida. You can come see me anytime, just knock or call before because, you know, we have things like the castle law um, and we don't want you running up on me. But I mean that like people shouldn't be canceled. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I've interviewed for work, the skinheads and the clan members, I, I haven't had a problem with them if you guys come with respect. And again, there is racism. There are people on all sides who just don't like people, period. And those people, that's not my tribe. So I stay away from them. Bill, so, give, the people, yeah, so, give the people some of your wisdom and some last words. Yeah, so never date somebody for money or for race um, for the last 15 years and I'm 54 um, the first half of my life I dated primarily white women and uh, maybe Hispanic right um, the last 15 I've dated exclusively women of color and I've never been treated better in my entire life by anybody um, never judge a book by its cover 
always wear a good pair of shoes when you're at a meeting, whether they're sneakers or shoes, you know, you can have a watch on your wrist and that'll tell people that you have money. But if you don't have a soul, nobody's going to want to do business with you. Um, come talk to us at C4CA. If you have a quality product, I'll help you. Why? Because I'm a scumbag and I'm going to make money off of it. That's a reality. But why not make it for you also? Um, the key to everything is your network. Trust who you work with. And if you don't trust them, don't work with them. If you're in a relationship, husband, wife, husband, husband, wife, wife, whatever it is. If your partner doesn't support you 100% every day on what you're doing, that's called toxic. Get the hell out. You can't grow to be your best self unless you're with somebody that believes in you as much as you believe in yourself. And if they don't believe in you, get out. When you're successful, people stand in line to tell, with their hand out to tell you what they did to help you. When you're struggling and you're building it, everybody will stand in line to kick you in your own butt and tell you you can't do it. Someday you will succeed. Just don't give up. Amen. Amen. You guys have been blessed with the game. You know, a great storyteller always has you wanting more. That's why I'm cutting it off so you can go explore coupons for cannabis, download it on your Play Store or whatever that thing you guys Apple. have at Apple. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that thing is, you know, called, but it, it you know, it's, it has a cute little Apple button. You guys can download it there as well. Links will be in the description, whether you are, the minority of you are watching, but the majority of you are listening on Apple, um, iHeart, Spotify, and our latest partner in Freetown, Sierra Leone, AYV Radio. Hope they're still playing us over there. You guys, make sure you share this game. It will change someone's life. Be blessed. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversify Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings? Or 54,250 West African CFA? Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at DiversifiedGame.com.